0: Make sure this is on. Can everyone hear me fine? Yep. Mm-hmm. Is it good, John? Mm-hmm. Just making sure this works before I begin. Um, if you have your Bibles, I'd ask you to turn to Luke chapter 15. There. Not? What? The mic's not on. It's on up here. Is it? Yeah. fine? Okay. So if you have your Bibles, I ask you to turn to Luke chapter 15. And uh, the subject I want to speak on tonight is the Father's love. As we enter into this passage, I know we've heard it many times, I've heard it many times, but I want to focus on a certain aspect of the message tonight. We're going to speak on the Prodigal Son, but I want to speak on how much our Father loves us. I didn't base the message on the songs tonight, but all the songs tonight somehow had intertwined into it how much God loves us and how He's always there for us. And in this passage, we see there's a parable of the prodigal son. I had to look up the word prodigal because I don't think we use that much in our today's age. And the word prodigal is a person who is wasteful of his or her money, possessions, or anything they basically have. So in this passage, Jesus is speaking... To many people. Jesus had a following. People followed Him everywhere. And sometimes He sent them away. Sometimes it was just Him and His disciples. But in this passage we see it was. In the beginning of the chapter. In Luke chapter 15 it says. Now all the tax collectors and sinners drew near to Him. To hear Him. But the Pharisees and scribes murmured. Saying this man receives sinners and eats with them. So as you see in this passage. We see there's a few people there. The first thing we see is he mentions there's tax collectors, which are known as traitors to the Jews. We also see there's sinners, which everyone's a sinner, but the, they made sure to write that down. And then we also see that there were scribes and Pharisees nearby hearing him too. And then Jesus begins by telling multiple parables, such as the lost coin that was found and how the woman celebrated when she found it, or the parable of the 99 sheep. And the one that was lost, and the shepherd left them all to go find the one. But then we get to the passage we're in tonight, and we see Jesus speaking on the subject of a prodigal, or lost son. And then Jesus begins to tell the story of a family and what happens. So let's begin reading in verse 11. It says, Then he said, A man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that falls to me. So he divided his estate between them. Not many days later, the younger son gathered everything together and journeyed to a distant country, and there squandered his possessions in prodigal living. When he had spent everything, there came a severe famine in that country, and he began to be in want. So he went and hired himself to a citizen of that country, who sent him into his fields to feed swine. He would gladly have filled his stomach with the husks that the swine were eating, but no one gave him any. When he, came to, when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have an abundance of bread? And here I am, perishing of hunger. So I will arise and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he arose and came to his father. But while he was yet far away, his father saw him and was moved with compassion, and ran and embraced his neck and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. Bring here the fattened calf and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, so they began to be merry. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, come for your day. Be with me as I share what you've laid on my heart, and give me the words you have me to speak. Be with everyone here, including myself, to have an open heart and open mind of what you hear. In Jesus' name, amen. So in this passage we see, as I said earlier, Jesus was speaking to many different kinds of people. We have the tax collectors, the sinners, even there were scribes and Pharisees among them. And Jesus is speaking about a prodigal son. A son that basically goes to his dad one day. And says, I want everything that you have to give to me when you eventually die. I want it now. So the father doesn't say much. He doesn't say what the father said. But the father does give the son what he wants. He eventually gets everything that's due to him as part of his inheritance. And decides, hey, I got money now. Let me go move away and let's spend some of this money I got. See, back in those days, families would have... Portions of their inheritance left for when they passed away. He wanted it now. So this son wasn't going to wait. He wasn't going to be patient. He wanted his inheritance was due to him. He wanted to have fun right now. And the father didn't argue or fight back. He did exactly what he was asked. See, this father, we can tell later in the story, he loved his sons deeply. Even though he knew his son would probably go away and not do the right things with his money, he still gave him what he wanted. So then the son, let we see in verse 17, or let's go back. As you see in the earlier verses, he says, oh, i got got inheritance now. Let me go over to that other town and he begins to live life, whatever he wants to do. Until one day he realizes he's messed up badly. He's basically spent all his money on, as the Bible says, on riotous, or he squandered all of his living that he had. And the only thing that was around him that he could find after famine hit the land was feeding swine. And as he was working and feeding these swine, and back in those times, pigs were considered dirty animals to Israel. And it was the only job this man could have found. And as you see he was working, he got hungry and hungrier until he realized that he could go back to his father's house. Let's read verse 17. It says, when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have an abundance of bread? And here I am, perishing in hunger. I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. It's kind of like the story, I have a little analogy for you. It's a, kind of like a story of a kite that was flying. Now, the kite began to talk to itself. It said, If only I could get rid of this string that was attached to me, and I could fly. I could fly higher than the clouds. I could fly wherever I want to go. I could fly as high as I want to. If there was only something that could get rid of this string, it's holding me back. See, one day that kite got its wish. The string broke and the kite came crashing back down to the ground. See what the kite didn't realize is that the same string that kept it secure was also keeping it in the air. See cutting that string and breaking that string did not make it any give it any more freedom. Just like we will always head toward disaster when we cut our dependence on God. This this son had dependence in his father's house. He had he had living, he could have a job, he had all he wanted, but he didn't. He wanted freedom. He got all of what he was due, and he left. And all of his dependence was cut off. Just like that kite. We'll always head toward disaster when we cut our string of dependence on God. In search of more pleasure like this some did. See, the same string that keeps a hold on us, keeps us from heading toward disaster. Just like God wants us to trust in Him and He keeps a hold of that strength for us. And staying connected to Him keeps us from disaster. And as you see in his son's life, he made many mistakes, just like everyone makes mistakes. I'm not here to talk bad about the son because I can say I'm not probably any better than he is. I make mistakes daily. But what the main thing is, he realized he needed his father. Just as we need our earthly fathers, but most importantly, we need our Heavenly Father. He's always available. He's always there for us. Even when we decide to turn our back on Him, just like this Son did. Or when we decide to follow our own path and plan, God is still there. We may not see Him working, but He's still there. And just like the Son in this parable, we see He eventually realized He messed up badly. We eventually see that he decides to head back home, and was just looking a little bit. And he realizes that his father still loves him, no matter what. It's just like my dad, when I mess up, fall down, even make him mad sometimes, he still loves me. And I know he'll still love me no matter what. Just like our Heavenly Father loves us through every flaw, every failure we've done, every mess up we will make, what our past looks like, He doesn't care. He loves us no matter what and wants a relationship with us. And then secondly, we see the Father's love in this passage. In verse 20 it says, So He arose and came to His Father. But while He was yet far away, His Father saw Him and was moved with compassion and ran and embraced His neck and kissed Him. The Son said to Him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before You. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to her servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and then bring here the fat calf and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, so they began to be merry. See, as you see in these verses, the son eventually realized he needed it. He needed to be, go back to his father. He needed help. And eventually, as we see, he was headed home and his father saw him from afar off. We don't know exactly what his father was doing. We could not put the analogy of his father was waiting for him. And then one day, all of a sudden, you see this man walking over a hill and his father sees him. And his father was so happy when he returned, he began running towards him. And then we see he meets up with his son and he was so happy that he had returned home. That he threw a celebration in return, for his return. Even though his son messed up, even though this son turned his back on his own father, his father still loved him and celebrated his return. This father looked past all the flaws and all the failures his son had done and celebrated his return because his son was home. It says in the passage, his father was so happy that he put on some of the nicest clothes on him. They killed the fattened calf means they were eating good that night. And they celebrated that his son was now home. See, this father had a love for his son that all fathers have. I know my father is extremely protective and loving over us kids. He loves us so much and provides on a daily basis for us. And as we grew up, he poured the love of Jesus into us. And he taught us what the Lord has given us and what the Lord has blessed us with. See, we don't see in this passage how the father felt exactly when the son came to him and said, I want my inheritance we do see his reaction when he returns. As you see, it says the father was moved with compassion and ran and embraced his neck and kissed him. We'll give you a little analogy. It's like kind of when us kids leave for camp for a week. By the time Friday hits, my dad is waiting for us to get home. Now, I don't know if it's because he's misspicking on me, or Mary, or Rachel, or Tiffany, <laughs> or just because he loves spending time with us and we we're just gone having fun for a week without him. But as you see in this passage, this father was waiting for his son to return. And when the son returned, the father ran to meet him and showed how much he loved his son. Let me give you another analogy. There was once a young man he was a successful wrestler and he challenged his father once. So <coughs> he was the All-State Wrestling champ. He was in the unlimited weight category, in fact, because he weighed 260 pounds as a senior in high school. He was really big and strong, probably bigger than me. He had a period of rebellion where his father wanted him to do something, and he said he wasn't going to do it. At first, the father thought he was hard to hearing and go death. so he asked what so the young man got more and more rebellious and he eventually said i ain't going to do it the father simply turned around and started walking upstairs told his son to come with him and when they got to the top of the stairs the father said I'm going to help you pack because it's obvious you are grown and don't need me and since you are grown and can make it on your own I'll help you pack then the young man, with his old attitude, he started packing, huffing and puffing around the room and throwing things into the suitcase. But then item after item kept getting unpacked. As his dad pulled things out and said, No, that's mine. I paid for it. This just made the kid more and more mad. Eventually, he took the suitcase, walked out of the house, angry, huffing and puffing. He was all mad, only to realize he had no car. See, even his friends' parents wouldn't even let him come stay with them. Well, it was freezing outside and the snow started to fall. This kid discovered that even though he didn't like home at the moment, compared to what the rain and the cold and the snow outside was, it didn't seem like that bad of an idea. See, that father loved his son. But he had to test him. He had to let his son go and discover that even though he didn't like home, out in that world there was no protection for him. There was no covering or love for him. He had to let him experience the harsh reality. And then 30 minutes later, the son rang the doorbell and said, I'm sorry. I messed up. See, as you see in this, the father loved his son much, even though he gave him a hard time. Basically, tested him real good, stuck him outside the cold for a little bit. The father loved his son. Just as Jesus loves us. In fact, Jesus loved us so much that he paid the ultimate sacrifice for a relationship with us. He bridged a gap that was meant for us. He paid a price that we were supposed to pay. He was put to death for us. And when we come to him, just as the son came back to his father, he is happy and his arms are wide open for us. And when we come home from wandering astray, he celebrates. See, just as this son was lost in the world is how we once were. Lost in bondage to the world, scared. Not knowing what to do. But the Father has His arms open. And He's watching for us. Waiting for us. Just as the Father in this parable was. And when we come to know the love of the Father. He rescues us. From living in darkness. See just as the Father did for His Son here. This parable is all about the love that Jesus has for us. And He was trying to convey that to the scribes and the Pharisees around them. Just as the example earlier, this prodigal son left home just to realize he messed up. He had safety when he had money. He had safety when he had possessions. But when it was all gone, he realized that he had nothing. He needed his father. Just as we all have experienced in our lives, we were once lost in this world. And when we came to the Father, he threw his loving arms around us and sheltered us. And then celebrated when we came home to him. Now I'm not saying as soon as you come to Jesus, it's going to get easier. Because I guarantee you the son of this story did not get any easier. Pretty sure he got in trouble a little bit after that. Because I know if I do something bad, my dad loves me and he'll take care of me. But I won't get in trouble for it. I'm not saying it will be easy when you come to the Father. But He is offering a free gift to everyone. Just as we sang earlier, how the Lord has so much love for us. He's offering a free gift to everyone. And He is waiting for us to come home to Him, just like the the Father is waiting for His Son to return. See, this Father was waiting I don't know exactly how he was waiting. You can just imagine, since we're in the south, kind of, just imagine him sitting on his front porch in his reclined chair, just (laughs) looking over the hill, waiting for his son to return. And the next thing you know, he sees his son returning. So he jumps out the chair, probably struggled a little bit because he's been nice and comfortable in it. But he jumps out the chair and starts running. And as soon as he embraces his son... Tears start falling. The son, sad for what he had done, but the father happiest can be that his son is finally home. That's what Jesus wants with us. He wants us to run home to him. Like now the song has just come up and ending. See, as we see in this passage, Jesus was using a parable to show how much that Jesus loved each and every one of those around them back then. Even though we make mistakes, even though we have flaws, everyone has a has flaws and failures. No matter what our past may look like, no matter the mistakes we've made or will make, no matter what, the Lord will love us no matter what. And just like the son in this passage, he turned his back on his father. He basically said, "I I can't wait till you're dead. I need my money now." And he went and lived the way he wanted to. He was headed toward disaster and slowly realized that. He realized all the safety and security he had left at home. But as soon as he neared his home, his father saw him. He came running to meet him and was so happy when he got home, he threw a celebration. This makes me wonder what the scene in heaven is when a lost soul comes to know Christ. Or when some wayward son comes back to be with him. So I just want to leave us with a few questions tonight. Are we like the prodigal son and living the way we want to live in this world? And doing the things that please us? Or are we running back into the Father's open arms full of love for us?